You're now listening to I Need a Word, your place for inspirational messages. All right, let's go. To illustrate the point further, Jesus told them this story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want to share, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So his, his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, this younger son packed all of his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all his money in wild living. About this time, his money ran out. A great famine swept over the land and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him and the man sent him into his field to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. You know what's interesting about this parable is the son literally had everything he needed in his father's house, but something still draw him out, drew him out to the world, to, to, to live wild. Let's keep going. When he finally came to his senses, Jesus, he said to himself, at home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare. And here I am dying of hunger, y'all. If you hear that helicopter, I'm so sorry. I live near the airport. I will go home to my father and say, father, I have sinned against both heaven and you. I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. So he returned home to his father. Oh God, I love this part. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. And that's just like how God does us. We get off, we do our own thing. But when we have that, when we come to ourselves and desire to come back home, he sees us from afar off. And he comes and meets us filled with love and compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you. I am no longer worthy of being called your son. You ever do something so bad? You ever sinned and you feel like I'm not even worthy to go back to God? Like God's not going to love me anymore? Well, the devil is a liar. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do to separate you from his love. But his father said to his servants, quick. Bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and his sandals for his feet and kill the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast for this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. I love that the fact that even though he left and he came to his senses and came back home, his father restored him as if nothing happened. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field working. When he returned home, he heard music and dancing in the house. And he asked one of the servants what was going on. Your brother is back, he was told. And your father has killed the fattened calf. We are celebrating because of his safe return. <laughs> the older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. His father came out and begged him, but he replied, all these years I've slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me. And in all that time, you never gave me one young goat for a feast with my friends. 
But yet the son of yours comes back after squandering your money on prostitutes and you celebrate by killing the fattened calf? His father said to him, look, dear son, you have always stayed by me and everything I have is yours. We had to celebrate this happy day for your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost, but now he is found. And let me come back to the screen so I can see your comments. All right, y'all. So there was so much there. And I love, love, love this scripture. And when I was sitting in my prayer room this morning, you know, I began to have so much gratitude for God on this morning. And I was just like, God, man, like, I know sometimes we go our own way and we do our own thing, but you literally still love us. You still keep us. The son had everything he needed. And just like us, we have everything we need in the kingdom of God and when we're in his will. But when we get out of alignment with his will, we lose everything, right? We squander. There's no real life in the world. The world promotes all this. You get this, it's all temporary. But if you want eternal eternity, you want eternal peace, you want freedom, like true freedom, not like I get freedom when I get high for a second. No, like freedom, everlasting freedom is in Jesus. He desired something beyond what he had. And then he had this pivotal moment. The pivotal moment was he came to himself. Like, wait a minute. I don't have to be out here with these pigs. Like, my father is a king. Like, I can literally go back home. And I may not get restored all the way, but I could go back home. At least I'll, my father feeds his servants. At least I'll eat. But then when he came back home, his father saw him afar off. And, and visit him with love and compassion and restored him, gave him a robe, gave him a ring. God, like that's the kind of God that we serve, even when we're off doing our own thing. When we make a decision to come to ourselves and say, God, I repent. I want to come back in alignment with you. I want to do things your way, your your will, your way. My, I surrender. When we get back into alignment with that, with God. There's nothing he won't do for us. He will love us. He will keep us. So I challenge anybody today who may be out of alignment with God, whatever your situation is, you may have like God has God blessed you. But then you felt like, well, I, I'm good on my own right now. I don't really need God. You know, I, I don't really need to talk to him no more. Like wherever you are or if you, you know, you got caught out and, and you know, had a taste of some drugs and it pulled you away or you started in a relationship that you know God didn't call you into, like wherever you are, I challenge you to give up what you what you have in this in the world for him, for his love, a surrender, a great surrendering, a great surrendering. Every, every pivotal moment that I've ever had in my life, it required me to surrender. And every time I surrendered, it's almost like God just bust down the door with blessings and the miraculous happened. I was telling the story the other day how um, like three years ago this time I was living in a hotel like I had lost everything. I was laid off from a job and it just seemed like I couldn't recover. I was I was on my parents couch and then I started I need a word and it was going OK. But then somehow I ended up in a hotel and I was working all these jobs and still not making money. You know, I have, and I had three degrees at the time. And then I got to a place where I said, okay, God, I no longer want to be my own God and my own finances and my purpose. I surrender this to you. And when I surrendered it, it's like the miraculous happened. Everything in my life 
shifted because of the surrendering, because of the surrendering. When we come back into alignment with his will and his purpose for our life, we will be restored. We will be restored. We will, there's no, when you're out in the world, there's no protection. In his will, there is guarantee, guaranteed, guaranteed protection in his will. Like I'm protected because he's a covenant keeping God. He's a covenant keeping God. Just like I like reading Psalm 91, but Psalm 91 ain't for everybody. Psalm 91 is for us dwellers, those who spend time in his presence, those who spend time with him. It's not for people that teeter totter and visit him every now and then. There are so many promises in Psalm 91. But if you ain't connected to them, if you out here doing your own thing, there's no, there's no guarantee that you're going to be covered. So if you're out there, y'all, come back home. He's going to love you. He's going to keep you. He's going to bless you. I promise. I promise. I promise. And anybody who may be going through a difficult situation or time, this is something else the Father gave me this morning, is rehearse past victories. Rehearse the prophecy, the things that he's called and spoken over your life years ago it may not have happened yet. Rehearse that in your head. That's a, that's like a warfare tactic to rehearse. Rehearse it. I, I, I seen God, I seen you bring me out of living in my car. God, I seen you bringing me out of this uh, crazy relationship, this toxic relationship. I've seen you do it before. Right. So why wouldn't you do it again? He's the same God today, yesterday, forever. He's the same God. God, I surrender. I'm telling y'all, when you surrender, not only do you get such a freedom that comes over you, but you allow, you allow the miraculous to take place. You say, God, I let go of trying to make things happen on my own. God, I let, I let go in my finances. I let go in this marriage. God, I give you full control. I no longer want to be God over this area of my life. I surrender it completely to you. And when you do that, the miraculous happens. Yes, rehearse past victories. I seen, God, I seen you bring me out of that hotel. God, I seen when I was laid off, they wanted to repossess my car, but they didn't. Because you made a way out of no way each time. Each time. Each time. Every time. And then another thing I had to do with certain situations is surrendering the outcome. Like a year ago, I was supposed to drop a book, right? And for some reason, it seems like the spirit of sabotage or the spirit of delay is just hoovering over me dropping this book, right? I got all these prophetic words about this book, still hasn't came out yet. And I got to a place a couple months ago and I said, God, I surrender the release date. I surrender the outcome of this book. I'm not going to stress myself out. I'm not going to get frustrated. I surrender it to you. So when it comes out, it comes out. I surrender the outcome. And even, even times when I've been in prayer and I'll go in there with this expectation of, I want God to do it this way and do it that way. And one, I remember um, one day I was in worship and it was, I was in a season of betrayal and I was begging God to vindicate me. I'm like, God, you saw what they did. You know what they did. And God said, I need you to surrender the need to be vindicated. I need you to surrender. I need you to give it to me. And so I got to a place when I was in worship and I said, God, I, I give it to you. The need for you to vindicate me, I give it to you. Because God, if you never vindicate me, I'm still going to be blessed. If you never vindicate me, I'm still going to worship you. I'm still going to praise you. 
I surrendered the need to be vindicated. And that blessed my life because I'm not always looking around anymore. Like, God, you, you, did you vindicate me yet? God, did it happen yet? God, did you, God, did you? Now I give, I give it away. I don't care. Cause if you never vindicate me, I'm still going to be blessed. Still going to honor you. I'm still going to do my, do your will. So surrendering, surrendering, whatever area you are being God in today, surrender it today. Give it to him. God, I give you this. God, I know I've been stressed out about the, my finances, but I give it to you on today. God, I know I've been stressed out about these kids, but I give them to you on today. I give them to you on today. And when you give, and especially to the praying mothers, never stop praying for your kids, but get to a place where you give them back to God. God, these are your kids. I give them to you. And just keep praying and keep believing God that he'll turn their life around. So my mom prayed for me. I remember... There, I was going through a rough season and I was, she would, and I was on her couch and she would come over every Sunday and be like, you going with me to church? And I was like, nope. Cause in that season I was calling myself being mad at God. I'm not going to church. And she would pray. And I didn't even know she was praying. And then one Sunday she came over me, came over to me on that couch and said, you coming with me to church? And then I jumped up and I said, yes, mom, I'm getting dressed. I'm going with you to church. Whew. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So parents never stop praying for your kids. I don't care if they 30, 40, 50, 60 years old. Keep praying for them. Keep praying for them. I love your obedience. It's always on time work. God bless you. And I never go live this early in the morning. But when I was reading that, I'm like, God, like if we could just come back in alignment with you, we'll be restored. Because everything we need is in our father's house. Everything we need is in our father's house. I know, you know, that it looks good over there. It looks good. They sitting over there and they getting this money and they doing it. it look good over there, but there's no peace there. There's no joy there. There's no protection there. Oh God, I thank you. So before I get off y'all, if there's anything you want to surrender, throw it in the comments. I, today, God, I surrender. I surrender my marriage. I surrender this job. I surrender this business you told me to start. Whatever it is, I need you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, God, we need you. We need you like never before. I needed to hear, hear this. Thank you for joining. God, we surrender. Whatever it is, we surrender. We surrender. We surrender. We surrender. Whether it's lust. I know I shouldn't be sleeping with this guy. I know I shouldn't be sleeping with this woman. God, I need you. I need you. And the thing about temptation, and I was thinking about this, the other day is the Bible says there's always a way of escape. God always give us a way of escape. We just got to take that exit. If I know that going to this corner store is going to put me back with some old friends and all they're doing is drugs, I got to make a decision not to go to that corner store anymore, right? I got to make a decision not to call this person when I'm feeling down because I know what they're going to offer me. There's always a way of escape. We have to take it. We have to make a decision. I surrender my whole self. I love that. Surrendering unfulfilled relationships. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's okay. Sometimes your season with people is up. And that is okay. So, and it doesn't mean make them a bad person. It doesn't make you a bad person. It just means our destinies are going a different way. And that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That is okay. And then sometimes with some of these relationships that some of y'all are in, 
The person doesn't want you to be happy. They're jealous of everything you do. I remember being in relationships like that. If you are in a relationship and you can't share a victory with that person because you're fearful that they're going to get jealous or they're going to feel some type of way, cut that relationship off. I'm telling you, cut it off. Cut it off. I've been through that. Find myself. I can't tell this person this. I can't tell them that because they're not, they not happy for me. And trying to accommodate this relationship and this friendship for what? If God is blessing me, <laughs> that ain't got nothing to do with anybody else. It's between me and God. And don't hide your blessings too. I know some, I know I used to do that all the time. Oh, I didn't, you know, I don't want people to know. No, I lived in a hotel. <laughs> I done been through some things. God pulled me out. I'm not going to be afraid to share, to share what God has done. As long as he getting the glory. As long as he's getting the glory. I surrender my marriage on behalf of myself and my husband all the way. Hallelujah. I surrender everything. I surrender my innermost thoughts. Jesus, I love that. Surrender people pleasing. Absolutely, Amanda. Absolutely. And I had to, one of the things I learned, so I've been doing I Need a Word for almost five years. One of the things I had to learn is to get delivered from people. Um, and in, in, in multiple ways. So in one way would be God had to give me thick skin, right? Because there's days uh, people used to inbox me just to tell me they hate me, they don't like me, and never met me in my life, but just because I'm doing this, right? God had to give me thick skin. Whenever, because I know some people pray for a greater level of in influence, but when you're praying for greater levels, also pray for the capacity to maintain and to sustain that because it comes with another level of warfare. I surrender, Lord, this business. I want to go in. I surrender this relationship. I surrender my kids and grandkids to you, Lord. I surrender my life to you. Amen, Shirley. Amen. Lord, I surrender my children and grandchildren. Same in here, Jesus' name. Help us all, Lord. Yes, we thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, for your deliverance. We thank you, Father, for blessing us, for keeping us. We thank you, Father, for sound mind, sound mind. Some of you, if the enemy has been coming because he sends thoughts, ideas, and suggestions. If he has been coming to you, throwing you thoughts, you got to combat it with the word. You got to get some word in you. Spend some, find one scripture and just meditate on that day and night. So when he tries to send you the thought that this not going to work out or this not going to work out or he trying to keep you in fear, you just remind him, nope. The word says, God did not give me the spirit of fear. He gave me power, love, and a sound mind. Some of you also need to spend some time in his presence today. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. If you're feeling sad, discouraged, you need joy. So get in his presence. Even like yesterday, I went in my prayer closet in the morning, and I didn't say anything. I just listened. And I had a, 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 a uh, not a post-it note, an a, a index card. And I was just writing everything down that I heard him say to me. Sometimes you just need to do that. You need to listen, pray, listen, worship. God, we thank you. We thank you for sound mind. Yes. Because that's how the enemy likes to attack us thinkers in our mind. I remember a couple weeks ago, I read something wrong, right? And so me reading that wrong created this false scenario in my head and the enemy had me thinking that you know somebody was trying to do me wrong or play me and then when I had a conversation with them like I was I just couldn't believe like how I just bought into this scenario that wasn't true I'm like girl like that didn't even say that but you took something and you ran with it in your mind 
Hallelujah. Um, another thing I want to mention before I get off is May the 2nd, I am doing, so I've been doing challenges for like the last five months, but May the 2nd is going to start my newest challenge or my latest challenge. And that challenge is going to be called the Speak Life Challenge, the Speak Life Challenge. And for 21 days, I'm going to, and I've already got, I think a few thousand people that have already signed up, but for a 21 days, we are just going to speak life. We are going to speak life. And let me find my, um, my text number so I can throw it in chat. If anybody wants to join, you have to text um, speak life. Let me look up. Give me two seconds to look up my number because I don't know it. But yeah, it's going to be 21 days of us just speaking life. And you'll get a text from me. You can either join by text or email. I have to set up the emails. So I don't have that. The international people, you'll have to do by um, by email. Um, but you can text speak life to, to my number. I'm about to post it. And um, starting May the 2nd for 21 days, we're going to just speak life. No complaining, no negative stuff. I think the first seven days of the challenge, we're probably going to deal with mind stuff because because that's, you know, it starts off as a thought, right? And then it comes out of your mouth. Like there's certain things that I don't say anymore. You'll never hear me say, and it, I don't care if I had two cents in my bank account. I will never say I am broke, right? Because life and death is literally in your tongue. Whatever I am, right? The Bible says I am that I am. I am is the name of God. So anything you put after that is magnified because God's name is attached, because God's name is attached. So you don't say things like, I am stupid. I am dumb. You're magnifying that. So that's what we're going to do for 21 days. And I think um, the first week of the challenge, we'll have like a private Zoom session where we all can just talk about how our first seven days went, whatever else you guys want to share. So we'll do that. Um, I did put it in the chat. Um, when I get off, I'll put it back again because I don't have the, you know, I, I wasn't prepared to go live today. So I don't have the, um, the thing to to put it on the screen, but it's, it's speak life. Um, and I'll put it in again later. All right. I'm gonna read a couple more of your comments and then I'm going to get off. Yeah. That I am that I am is very, very powerful. I learned that some years ago. I am that I am. That is God's name, right? That's what he said. He said, I am that I am. So his name is attached to anything that I say. So I am in abundance. I am healthy, whole in every area of my life. Be mindful of your words. Be my. I have been in seasons. I'll post it again, Brittany, um, when I get off because I don't have it. It's somewhere in the, in the chat, but I'll post it again. Um, I have been in seasons where I would think stuff and it would happen. So I'm very mindful of thoughts, like depending where I am in the season of my life. I'm very, well, always, but like there have been seasons where I can think a thing and it and it happens. Right. You say something and it happens. You got to be very careful of your thought life and your mouth. You can't take in everything. Like the other day I was watching Netflix and the show kind of got a little bit raunchy, got a little freaky for me. I'm single. So I had to turn it off because I'm like, and we ain't igniting nothing up in here. You got to be mindful of your eye gate, your ear gate, your mouth gate. You got to be mindful. Be very, very mindful. Be mindful. Be mindful. That's okay. Um, May, may, how you say it? May, Maisha? May, Maisha? I'm sorry if I said that wrong. Ray, I'm going to call you Ray. Um, my husband ignores me like a plague, like a plague. Start praying about 
start praying about yourself, right? Start praying, God asking you how to be the best wife, right? And then watch how things shift in your marriage. Start with yourself, right? We're not gonna put the blame on your husband. Just start with yourself. God, what do I need to do to be a better wife, right? Read Proverbs 31. Um, what do I what do I need to change? How, is my delivery uh, the right way, right? So get in conversation with the Holy Spirit and have him deal with you, right? Examine yourself and then the work they work with your husband will be done. Speak life. We walk in victory and power and power with no defects. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good morning. Absolutely. Okay. A couple more of your comments and I'm going to get off and I'll post in the, um, the chat, the speak life challenge, May 2nd. I'm getting the, I'm going to do a PDF. I always do a PDF. I'm going to do a PDF. And if you're international, I'm going to have, you could sign up by email. So probably give me till end of this week, early next week. Um, but if you join the text community, um, you're going to, I'll send you all the information um, once I get it all set up. Thank you so much, first timer. Thank you so much. Yes, yeah, speak life challenge. 21 days, we are speaking life because what you do for 21 days becomes a habit, right? So we want to build a habit of saying the right things, of thinking the right things. So the first, first seven days or so, we're going to deal with thinking. We're going to do, so this normally on my challenges, we'll send you like scriptures. I think this one is more like going to be task-based. So I might be like today, read this scripture or today go find a scripture that you admire and read and meditate on it. So we're going to do task-based, but it's all going to bring us to a place of speaking life. You've been listening to I Need a Word, your place for inspirational messages. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook or visit INeedAWord.org.